You are listening to the Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. Pastor mentioned just uh, the the theme that, not just a theme, but an anthem that we're, we have for the youth ministry here. Coming in, we came in on the Breaking Barriers series, and with that was Reach One More. Um, what can we do to reach one more, one more, one more, one more, all up and down the lakeshore? And so I was like, man, I love that. I love his heart. What can I do to capture that partner with and then, you know, dispense and, and to the youth? And uh, take the city came to my mind. Uh, take the city. And that derives out of Matthew chapter 5. Um, y- and if you know that portion of Scripture, you can turn there, bookmark it, because we'll be going to another portion of Scripture in the Old Testament. But Matthew fi- 5, excuse me, 14 through 16 um, he talks about the Beatitudes and, and then the, the salt of, you're the salt of the earth, but then but you're also the light of, of the world. Like, there's you. He's talking to his disciples, yes, but it just goes beyond that. It goes to us personally, right, as l- readers, being in the word, receiving what he has to say each and every day. Um, you, we are the light of the world. And it simply says this, again, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light uh, a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a table. It gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And that scripture just stuck out to me personally. It just, it just popped off the, sc- the page. How many of you, you know what I'm talking about? Like it just, like boom, it hits you. And so I was like, man, how can I capture this and move forward with it? And so I was just thinking to myself, we, we need to be the light of the world. Like, we absolutely need to be the light of the world in order to reach, right, one more. How can I be a light to one more and then to one more and one more? And eventually, how can I be a light to where we're able to take the city for Jesus and for his light, for his kingdom? How can we do that? And so I was breaking this down with... Uh, series, uh, made a series and broke down into three parts, and um, so this is kind of like a conglomerate of all three of them uh, into, into the message today, and and the, the, the major thing that I wanted to get across was being the light of the world, uh, of the world requires faith. It, it just requi- it requires your faith. Being the light and having faith, it's kind of, they go together. You gotta have the faith in order to be the light, in order to be the light of the world. And I parallel this um, with uh, the story of David uh, in, in, the, in his very beginnings, right, David and Goliath. So I paralleled that story out of 1 Samuel 17 as I'm communicating this to, to the youth. And, um, and I love David. I love his, just his life. It's just crazy. All these highs, all these lows. Um, him just being literally a man after God's own heart. Uh, it's just, it's just incredible. And I, and I, uh, this story really captured me as well. And so I, I put them together and I was like, okay, how can we get um, this Matthew 5 Jesus and what he's saying to translate into our own? And so looking at a story of David at a young age, right, the shepherd boy, I believe it, it all made sense and it all tied together. And, and David's light and his faith uh, was seen constantly throughout his life. And throughout his life, there was a lot of battles, a lot of fights, if you will. Um, and and, and I, again, I love the, the part in Matthew 5, a city center, and I cannot, 
be hidden. But I believe that the light can be, ta- like, it can be taken. You know, it's not uh, once you receive Jesus and you have this light and, and then you keep building on your faith and it's it's something that you have to build on each and every day or it's just going to, it's just going to be there. It's not going to grow, and, and maybe it'll start to, to dwindle. And I believe, I believe it, it can't be hidden. It really, but it can, it can be, it can be taken if we're not careful, if we don't fight. And, and that's simply the message, uh, the title of the message this morning is The Fight. So if you're taking notes, and I encourage you to do so, um, I always do. I always try and take notes. Even if it doesn't, like, apply to my life, per se, and in the moment, I know I'm going to need it. I know I'm going to have to go back to it and, and see what God was talking about um, as I'm going through that point in my life. So the fight is what I'm calling this message, and, and it comes out of 1 Samuel 17, and we won't really go into detail the Bible story where, you know, I'm talking about the kids ministry Bible story where it's David, the boy, and Goliath, the giant, and he's slinging the stone, and he defeated the soldier who just was just so big and heavy in his courage, and he triumphed, and, you know, Jesus, ah, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to try and, and talk about it differently, um, and, and I'm going to be going through it a lot, but we'll start at the beginning of chapter 17, and it says this, now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Soko and Azekah. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and encamped in the valley of Elah, and drew up a line of battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines took, uh, stood on the mountain on one side, and, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, with a valley in between them. With a valley in between them. So there's, paint a picture, right? Two, two nations being resum- uh, re- represented by their armies. One army over here, one army over here, valley in the middle. Kind of at a standstill. We see this in scripture if you've read it. They're kind of at a standstill. There's not much action going on for about uh, 40, 40 days. Um, a little bit with the whole Goliath coming out and like, hey, you know, blah, you guys are nothing. And just making fun of them. Send out your soldier. You're, too, you're so scared. Send out your champion. You know, because he's the champion of the Philistines, so send out your best fighter, and we'll fight. And you know, and I, I, you know, I don't think I have to go any further because you guys kind of know, you know that story. And um, and and it just it's just crazy that um, what was popping off the page to me was that they were at a standstill, like two of these just huge armies were weren't even like doing anything. Um, and and the the Philistines were attacking, so to speak, like they were in the land, um, attack. And so the Israelites, if anything, they were the ones who would be, uh, you know, wanting to defend and wanting to do something, right? But they, uh, the thing is, and this 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 leads to my my first point, and my first point is this: if you're taking notes, your faith is required within the fight. Your faith is required within. The fight, and I know we're talking about um, a context of an actual battle, like a physical battle. But I believe when it comes to to being the light, to having the faith, to reaching one more, there's like an inner battle, right? There's a battle within ourselves. Um, you could call it confidence. Um, you know, is low low amount. I, I might not have enough confidence to to actually go through um, with reaching people, or um, I, I you know I, I know I'm supposed to talk talk to this person. I see them like every day, but maybe you don't act upon it because maybe you you think you're not um, knowledgeable enough about you know scripture, or you you don't know like you're not a perfect 
Christian yourself, you have issues too. I mean, let's be honest, we all have issues. No one's perfect, but maybe that goes through your mind. And so you are at a standstill. And that's the one thing that the enemy loves. He, lo- he, you know, he, he doesn't just want you to fall back into a, like a sin nature, into a sin that you're doing. Um, if anything, he wants you to st- be at a standstill in your faith. Because when you're at a standstill in your faith, you're not spreading the word. You're not growing the kingdom of God. And that's exactly what the enemy wants, is for you to just be stopped completely, not shedding your light, not sharing the gospel, not reaching one more and one more and one more and taking the city and spreading the word and building up the kingdom. That's what the enemy doesn't want. So it's just, it's just, cr- it's just crazy in my mind, and that's what was happening here. And, and, and David, the thing I love about David is um, he comes out onto the scene. He, he, he's asked by his father, Jesse, right? We kind of know, hey, take these cheeses and these breads to your brothers and, and go, and I can't. I just probably use older stage in life, and he just couldn't make the trip. So that's, you know, he sent the youngest son, eight sons. I'll send the youngest. A couple of my boys are already fighting right now, so I'll send them, give them, you know, a care package. Uh, I love care packages, by the way. When I was in college, there was, like, nothing better than a care package. Sorry, side note. But so David's, like, there, he drops off the package, but then he's like, what's going on over there? Who's that, uh, who's that tall guy? What's, uh, what is he saying? What is going on right now? And he's kind of like, man, why isn't anybody doing anything about this? You know what I mean? Like, this guy is coming out, and he's just disgracing the name of God, our true, the one true God. Their God isn't even, and the Philistines, we know, right, their God was Dagon, and, like, that was a false God, and there's only one true living God, and this is David, and there's just the light. You can see it. It's evident in him, and he's like, man, what is going on? And you can see it kind of just start, you know, burning, and his fate. He's like, man, we can do this, guys. We can take them. They're, they're nothing, they're not that intimidating, and and I love that about David. I love, love, love it. And it says in First uh, uh, Samuel seventeen that uh, when the Philistines, uh, a Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to m- to meet the Philistine. So we know this, right? So again, he's coming and he's like, "Man, what's going on? I need to fight them." And um, it, he he. Is like guys, what's going and 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 it's crazy because in this this leads to my second point and it's this: your faith moves you forward. Your faith moves you forward, and that's exactly what happened in David's life. He had this this light was shining. His faith was ever so confident, ever so strong, and it was moving him forward to do something about it. And they were all at a standstill, but the moment David came there, boom, ready to fight. Ready to fight. No faith, no fight. The arrival of David came to faith, and from that faith, he went forward into the fight. But before he got to the battle line, he went through a lot, a lot of things, a lot of negativity. Um, again, if you read in the scriptures, he, he's asking around, and people are telling him, yeah, you know, this is what will happen if you do. If anyone does decide to fight him, this is what the king has granted. Um, and, and, and David's like, man, this is this." Cr-. And he turns to his brother uh, Eliab, his oldest brother, eldest brother, 
And Elib's like, stop. Like, what? I know your heart. You're just here to see a fight for fight's sake. Like, you're not even here on good intentions. Like, what are you What are you doing, you little twerp? You know, he's his oldest brother. and his oldest brother. So he's, you know, if he could, he'd probably beat him up a little bit too and just, you know, send him on his way. Like, go back home. And it's crazy. And that's like, that blows my mind because that's his brother. You know what I mean? Like, that's family. And and David has just this light, this this fi- this faith, and it's growing. But that there's there's things that are in the way. There's struggle. There's there's little battles within the battles. Does that make sense? There's there's these little conversations that are happening with other people in maybe your lives right now in the context of uh, not a physical war battle, but when it comes to the battle of uh, reaching that one more, there could be voices saying, "Why are you doing this?" There's no, re- and, and maybe some of you, it's your, like your family. Some of you uh, have family members are like, hey, I already, like, I've already tried to, re- don't, why, just don't even do it. Don't even reach it. It's not worth it. You know, or like, how, how are you even thinking about doing this? Like, do you know what's going to be asked of you if you actually talk to them? They're just going to want and want and want and want and want. And it's just, it's just crazy. And so we get these negative voices in our minds that aren't even our own thoughts. Um, and but but let's let's think about that. Let's think about our own thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, it it's it's hard enough having these outside voices, but our own thoughts, like what we think and what we're feeling, and you know, you got these influences again. I mentioned the brother, but even King Saul. So like maybe some of you might have people in your lives that are um, you you see as maybe like a mentor, influence, or something, and it, it um, or just someone that you respect enough to listen to ma- what they're saying. How about that? We'll go with that. And, um, and, and again, so they're saying these things, but inside you're like, man, I'm hearing what they're saying, and it begins to influence your thoughts and what you're thinking. And then you're left alone with those thoughts um, inside. And so you got this heart and the, the mind, and there's a fight with and it's just crazy. And th- I believe this is what David was going through, and I believe that this is what some of you are going through right now in your own lives in your own struggle, in your battle, in your fight to reach the one more. It's there. How do I know this? I, I go through it myself. The thing I love about pastors is when he comes up and he preaches, he's preaching to himself. I just, I'm going to do the same thing. Every opportunity I get to speak, I'm going to preach to myself. And it's a struggle for me. These voices from the outside, even the voices in my own head. And David had to go through a lot just to get to the battle line just to get there, just to get to that moment, that opportunity to take down Goliath. Some of you are battling right now just to get to the opportunity to where you can make an impact, uh, progress on, on that one person's life. A lot of things will just go through our mind, though, and it's, it's, just, it's crazy. I tell my students this all the time. Well, not all the time. I mentioned this a couple times. I've only been here for a couple months, so I can't over-embellish. But I say, how are you going to let someone who knows you the least define you the most? Like, how are you going to do that? How are you going to let someone who doesn't really know you, doesn't know your story, doesn't know where you come, doesn't know what you're capable of, define you the most? How are you going to do that? How are you going to let that happen? And so I encourage you today to not let that happen. I know the voices. You won't ever reach them, right? That's in the voice. Uh, They'll never listen to you. You're doing a terrible job. Like, it's just, it's just bad. You're doing essentially nothing. It's just terrible. You've known them forever. Why start 
Like, why start now? Just let him be. I don't, there's no point. You'll never see progress. Like, it's just not going to happen. You won't see it. You'll work and, wor- and you'll see no progress. There will be no breakthrough at the end of it. Like, your sacrifice, it's, it's not worth the sacrifice. It's not worth the energy. Stop expending all that. And it's, it's, you're never going to reach them. You're never going to reach that one. They're not worth the fight. They're not worth the battle. The last one, just give up. Just stop. Just be at a standstill. Those are some of the voices that I know for sure that go through my head on a daily basis. But I know with those voices, there's always the voice. You know what I mean? Like there's always the voice. So I always posture myself and I always look up and I always listen to like, Lord, what is it that you're speaking into me? If this person is important to you, this person is important to me. This person is your business, it's my business. And I'm going to go out of my way, do what I can. I don't care if I'm only 27. I don't care if other people are wiser than me, have more experience than me. Like, I don't care. I, Lord, I'm going to reach this person. I'm going to reach one more. I'm going to take the city for you and for your kingdom and for your glory. That's the mentality. That's the mentality I have for my one. Um, and I won't go into it, and uh, it's not really my, my story to tell, but my one is my, my oldest sister. Her name is Mary. We're two years apart. She's my oldest sister, but um, a lot of the time I feel like the older brother. Do you have any of those relationships in your family? Like, you're the youngest, but you're like, come on, man. Like, right now, I'm, I'm like the older one. I'm like the more mature one, right? Anybody? Is that just me? I don't Okay, sweet. We got a hand. Okay, I didn't really want to, but at least you guys know. Um, that those relationships are those those relationships with brothers it's, it's there and it's heavy for me and I love how we're gonna be talking about family matters and I just think that's that's awesome man um, but my sister is my one and um, again two years older than me and I call her I'm gonna say hey what's going on like what 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 are you going through right now and I always tell her this she has two two sons and oh man they're they're awesome just they're amazing boys and um, I'm like Mary you do such a good job with these boys. These boys are crazy. Whenever we meet, like, with the family, like, a reunion type, they are just insane. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like, you are amazing in just being you, number one. But number two, being a mom, you do a lot of the work, and you have two jobs, too. I don't even know how you do it. It's crazy. Don't let anyone tell you different. And I just try to encourage her and build her up. I'm not trying to, like, hit her with scripture or, like, you know, thou say it the Lord. You know, I don't do any of that stuff. I just just have these conversations. I let her know I'm always there for you. I love you. And and sometimes I'm like, is there anything coming from, is there any fruit coming? And that's kind of maybe my menta- m- millennial mentality. The millennial generation is how can I uh, be effective? How can I make a difference? Right, and, and gratification is in there, right? And to actually see that, it's like, man, you, that I'm making a difference. That's all I need to move forward. Um, so maybe that's the mentality, but but I just, I, I always get down sometimes, and I'm like, man, am I really making an impact? And and, and it's crazy because I, I really am. Like, I, without a question, I am. Um, check this out. Some, uh, a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, she posted, like, um, this this blast. I don't know if she was trying to start a thread or whatnot, but she was like to moms, and she was like to moms everywhere. Keep doing what you're doing. You, uh, I, you know, I have two sons and two jobs, and if I can do it, you can do it. And I was like, "There you go, Mary. Okay." 
And then she posted uh, a clip of Pastor John Gray. He is a pastor over in, in Texas at Lakewood Church. I don't know if you've heard of them. Very small church. But they're over in Texas. And uh, and she posted that. And I was like, okay, what do you know about John Gray? Okay, like, I see you. Like, this is this is amazing. And there's just this this progress that's being made that I'm not really seeing. It's behind the scenes stuff. But I truly believe it's because I'm having those conversations, because I'm caring. It's because I'm reaching out. It's because I'm shining my light. And she actually said that. She's like, Bruce, I'm just so proud of you. I see the love that you that you have for, for Brittany and for Evie. And and uh, I see that. I take notice of that. And, and with the house now, and it's just, I'm very proud of you. And I was like, man, thank you, Mary. That means, like, that, that means the world to me. That means the world to me. She's seeing my light. She's seeing it from no matter how close, how far away, she's, she's just seeing it. And, man, that upped my faith, and I'm like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for not uh, letting these, vo- these voices penetrate me so much to where I'm at a standstill, and I'm not doing anything about it, and that I'm not trying to reach my sister for your kingdom, and that I'm not trying to reach other people for your kingdom. Like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that reassurance and that affirmation and and, and, and this leads to my third point, which is this. Again, if you're taking notes, point number three, your faith leads to God's favor. Your faith, this faith that you have um, that's required when it, it comes to being the light of the world, it's going to lead to your favor that God wants for you, that you're going to, I believe it, you're going to receive, I don't know what it is, I don't know when, I don't know what's and when, but I believe that it's coming and it's happening. Again, in this context of, of this physical battle, David and Goliath, Philistines and Israel, where we know that they, they end up winning the Israelites, right? But for you, in your, in your person, those relationships that you're having with your one, or maybe you have more than just one, maybe you have two or three, and that's amazing, that's awesome, um, I, I just encourage you to, to keep moving forward. Your faith is going to get you forward, but your faith is going to lead to favor. It absolutely is. God's going to bless you. See what you're doing, and he's going to bless you. The thing about David is it, he, he goes up to the, to the line of battle. He, he moves forward. He takes action, but not only that, he has direction, right? He's moving, but he's moving forward, and I love that about him. And in Samuel 17, uh, verses 50-52, it says this, so David prevailed over the Philistine with the sling and with the stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head uh, with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah rose and shout and pursued the Philistines as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. It's crazy. It's just crazy how that, all of that can lead to that moment where David's like, man, I just want, I, I'm cut, I cut off his head and he's lifting. And it's just like for everyone to see. Like, so not only if they didn't see his light before, they're going to see the victory. They're going to see the favor because of his faith. Your faith is going to lead to your favor. Bobby, if you can come up and, and I'm going to close and, the thing I absolutely loved about David, and it's why I paralleled his story with Matthew 5, is because in Matthew 5, it, it ju- it, again, it says this, You're the light of the world, a city set on hell cannot be hidden, 
nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. That's what David did. He had a light and he put it on a stand for all to see, not just Israel, but Philistine, anybody. It was a beacon, and it was going out to anybody. It was shining brighter than all get out, and anyone could see it. That's, that's the first. Second thing, second thing is that, again, in the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. He had the good works the good works of, of actually going up against the giant and taking the giant down and winning and prevailing and having that favor over him, right, over that uh, battle and just seeing fruit from that. Not only did he reach the king, King Saul, how many of you know that, that that's who was the king at this point in the era? It was the king, the leader. People looked up to him. You know, he chose, he chose fear over faith. Stand still. But David chose faith over fear at the beginning of the battle. I love it. Not only did he reach the king, but he reached the soldiers, his family. Right? We mentioned his brothers were, a couple of his brothers were in the, in the army. And I'm sure his family at home, Jesse heard. And um, so he reached his family. But he, he, he reached an entire nation. He reached an entire city. And I believe that's what the city needs. The lakeshore needs us to be the light of the world. One of the biggest things that made us say yes to this church was the need of this city. This, they need Jesus. There's only one thing, only one thing. I'm not talking about like this crazy math problem. You don't really know how to figure it, and so you're just like Jesus. The answer is Jesus. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying like Jesus is the answer for everything. You're struggling in your faith, Jesus. You're struggling reaching one more, turn to Jesus. You're struggling in your own personal life. Turn to Jesus. It's Jesus. Posture yourself. Don't, like, get down on yourself and hang. And, but no, keep, be strong in your life. Posture yourself. Look up and say, Jesus, what is it that I need to be hearing from you? I hear all these outside voices, but what is it that you are saying to me? What is it? What are you saying to me to reach that one more? Be the light. Okay, I'll be the light. Lord, give me the faith along with that light. And that's why I parallel it with the story of David. And I'll close with this. Um, David's reflections as an as older adult, um, kind of in the later years of his life, he's looking back at his time as a, a youth, right, younger. And it, it's Psalms 23, and I'm sure you guys know this psalm. It's very popular. It's one of the you know, most uh, versed, uh, spoken uh, passages within psalms. And it, it just it says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. How good is that? Some of us in here, we're just in, in need of that. Just the restoration of our soul. And we need that rest. We need. Maybe some of us are just so busy Monday through Saturday and maybe a little bit on Sunday. We just need the Lord to make us lie down in green pastures. You know what I mean? Like rest. How, how good is that? Oh, so good. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup, it overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and shall dwell in the house of the Lord. I, I just, man, this passage to end it, it's just it's all-encompassing. Verse 4, man, I will fear no evil. Fear. I will fear no evil. 
I'll choose faith, not fear. Not when I'm in the valley of the shadow, when, when I'm in the low points of trying to reach out to my one, and I'm just in the valley right now. I'm not going to fear that. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to look upward and choose faith over fear because faith is what fuels my light. And the light is what this city needs, is what these people need. They need that. They need, they're counting on me. They're counting on God. In verse 5, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I love that too. It's just so powerful right there. In the midst of your anim- in the midst of these battles, there's a table being prepared for you. Provision is coming. It's happening. You're going to be provided for. The Lord's going to give you the fruit. And you're not only going to receive, but you're going to enjoy it. When are you going to enjoy it? In the midst of your enemies, right there, while all this stuff's going on. You're going to enjoy it. Not only that, it's a table, y'all. There's other, other chairs. Pull up a chair, man. You're my one. Pull up my chair. There you go. Pull up a chair, and we'll feast together, and we'll enjoy it, and it's just going to be amazing, and we'll just see what goes from there. That's what I, f- I feel that David, uh, that's, uh, that's why I feel that how David lived his life. I mean, I know he said it, but a lot of people say things, and, and they don't necessarily, like, mean it or walk it out, or it's tough, and I get that, but David Man, David, David, he's just different. And I believe we're different, too. Each and every one of us in here are different. No matter how young, how old, how talented, how gifted, what your situation is, like, financially, within the household. It don't matter. Man, we're different. And we're going to reach the city one more person at a time. Reach one more. One more. Could you all stand with me this morning? As we close, I just want to pray for two, two groups of people in the room right now. The first group is this. The first group is, man, this light, this faith, I, I feel like my light is kind of dwindling. My faith, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of wavering right now. I mean, I'm trying to reach this one. I've tried over and over and over again, and, and nothing seems to be happening. I know, Lord, I know that that the, the faith in order to, 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 in order to move forward requires faith, and, and I get that, and, and I know you're, you're, if I have faith, it's going to lead to your favor. I, but, man, it is just so, so difficult right now. I'm expending so much time and energy and effort, and, I, Lord, I just need you right now. I need you to come fill me back up, restore my faith, maybe reset that fire, Lord God, relight that flame that's going to turn into a roaring fire, Lord. Need that, and if that's you this morning, with everyone's eyes closed and heads are bowed, no one's looking around. If that's you, if you could just uh, slip up your hand on the count of three, and I would just love to agree with you in prayer uh, for that. One, two, three. Yeah. Yep. Hands all across the room. Thank you. Yeah, you can put them down. The second group is is maybe, man, maybe maybe you don't have that light. Maybe you don't have that faith, because maybe you just, you don't have that connection with Jesus yet. Like, maybe you've heard of Jesus, but you don't know of Jesus. Like, you don't have a personal relationship. Like, he hasn't partnered with you, and you haven't just clicked on all cylinders, and, and you're not living this life that you know you could be. You know you could be living this life and life to the fullest. But, man, I want this right now. No, no more messing around. No more playing games. Like, today, I'm going to decide to have this faith, to be the light, and to live a life 
and a life more abundantly. If that's you, again, all eyes closed, no one's looking around. If you could slip up your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, I see your hand. Yeah, you can, you can put it down. Thank you so much. Thank you. Dear Lord, I'm so, I'm so in awe of who you are, Lord Jesus, what you do for us, how you see us through troubling times, Lord God. And right now, some of us might be lacking um, in faith, Lord. It might be dwindling right now, Lord Jesus. And we just ask for a supernatural touch of your spirit to refresh us, to rejuvenate us, Lord God, to fan this flame that we have into a roaring fire, Lord God, to be the light, not hidden under a basket, Lord God, to, but to be on a table for all to see, for this city to see, Lord God. Empower us, strengthen us, Lord Jesus. We need you, Lord God. We cry out to you, Lord, give us the necessary uh, power, energy, Lord, that we need to go to further your kingdom to reach one more. I ask of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And church, if we, we did have, we did have a, a hand raised, and oh man, I'm so excited right now because heaven is like going to be rejoicing. There's going to be a party. I'm just so excited. So can we do this? Can we do this? Can we say a prayer all together and welcome this one individual to the kingdom of God? Dear Lord, we come to you today. We give you our life. We lay down our own. We believe that you sent your son to die upon the cross for my sins so that we could have an eternal life in you. Let today be different. Let me be changed. Let me be new. I will follow you all the days of my life. Amen. 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 Can we give a round of applause one more time as Pastor Ben comes up? Praise the Lord. Amen. Love you, Pastor Bruce. Love it. Thanks for your heart. Thanks for your heart for our kids, for this city. And church, what he's done today is given us a perspective that our, uh, the field where the fields are ripe are right in our city, and we need to go and take the city. Amen? And we, when you leave these doors, uh, it's going to take some faith, and uh, God is going to go with us. And so I'm just going to pray a benediction prayer, and then you're dismissed. Lord, I pray that you go before us, behind us, and all around us, and help us, Lord, to reach one more. We pray it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in the grace of God. We love you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegatewaygh.com.